Chapter 15 Return to Regularly Scheduled Programming With the pace and surprise of all that was going on, I didn't have time to focus so intently on land in the way I had been asking for it. I was trying to wrap my head around the sky that had opened up. Looking back, I can see the shift from demanding my acreage to trying to demand some understanding of his big picture. I went from being so consumed with why God hadn't been doing what I asked him to do to constantly wondering what he was going to do next. My shoulders were shrugged, but my heels that had been dug in were starting to have a little lift to them. Even though I still assumed India had been the big culmination of all that stretching. If I had written a thank you note to God, it probably would have gone something like this. Whew, God, we did some things just now. I totally get it. You ripped off all my little bandages that needed to be ripped off fast or they would hurt worse. Thank you for settling me on back down into what I am comfortable with. And let's put some of this learning to bed. I'm a chicken that you made courageous. It got a little crazy. I mean, Africa and India? What? But we made it through. Thanks for fixing me. Love always, Haley. I set about doing things again in my own understanding. Like Peter going back to fishing, John 21, I went back to work. I had climbed up my mountains. I had jumped. I learned to trust. I high-fived God. I went back to normal life and regularly scheduled programming. And then God lit a bush on fire. In Exodus chapter 3, Moses was going about his normal routine, attending to his father-in-law's flock on the backside of the desert. Maybe it was just another Tuesday, a regularly scheduled programming kind of day. But for God, it was the day to call Moses to something greater. And in order to get his attention, God lit a bush on fire. Anyone been there? In the midst of all the blowing and going, I was a counselor, working out what I had learned, feeding his sheep, and getting the hours for my professional counseling licensure. I absolutely loved being in the counseling room with those seeking help and hope and being present to watch God move in their lives. For some, he moved drastically. For others, I didn't get to see him move because for whatever reason, maybe them, maybe me, maybe him, it wasn't time. I was learning and growing and loving the work I was able to be part of each day. After India, however, it became clear that change was coming. A bush lit on fire. Not a real bush, but a clear indication that God would be leading me to do something else soon. I went through a time of personal attack like I had not experienced before. In India, God had healed and resolved fears in me by taking me to the very edges of them and giving me the tangible experiences of facing them. In those far reaches, Christ conquered so much fear and doubt, so the enemy had to change tactics. The new attack was on my credibility and security orchestrated by a person in authority over me. Our battle is not with flesh and blood even though it usually is flesh and blood that stands before us doing the damage. As the damage intensified, I began to consider relocation options. The details of what and who was going on are much less important than the details of what God was doing in the midst of the trial. 
I began trying to find my own solutions to separate myself from the circumstances. But what I thought God was using to lead me away from where I was, he was actually using to lead me deeper still to where he wanted me to be. It was another experience when he showed me to be still and know that he is God. I had my eyes open for a way out, but I kept my mouth closed and my feet planted, trusting that God would show me the way. Seemingly unrelated, I received another email from the international director at our ministry asking if I might consider going to Sri Lanka to help do a training with new partners there. This guy has got to be kidding. I am not his girl. God and I already did all the things I needed to do in India. I'm all set here, no longer afraid. But somehow the words that fell out of my mouth were, okay, if my boss says I can, I will. The bush that was burning lit the way for me to say yes. It seems as if God's plans for me weren't just to fix me. He wasn't doing all of this refining for my own personal self-actualization and freedom. His plans were for me to fulfill his purposes through me. It was, is, and will always be about him. I would be packing my bags again for him, not for me this time. Yes, his love and freedom are personal to us. He knows us by name and from the time before we were in our mother's womb, Jeremiah 1.5. But when he does all of this in us, we are to be fountains of his life and not just bottle it up for ourselves. If all this effort were just for my own best life now, what a waste of all this effort. He changed me because there is work to be done. What's your story? Have you ever thought, I finally get it. I finally understand everything God is doing and everything I need to do. How is the lesson that you thought you were learning different than the one you actually learned in hindsight? Has the enemy ever shifted tactics on you? Are you looking for God in the midst of it? How has God worked it for your good?